0: Hey, welcome back to the episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Welcome to the show today. We are looking to talk about some business advice today, some entrepreneurial advice. And whether you are just starting out or you are a long-term business owner, I can promise you you're going to get good advice today. No fluff, just good advice. We're going to be talking a little bit of leadership today, a little bit of a headline that uh, I guess figuratively came across my desk earlier this week and it's something pretty interesting. Well, it's it's actually not so much leadership as it is really not treating your customers horribly. We're going to be talking about a certain landlord from hell on today's podcast. But before we dive in, we are going to jump into a quick ad from one of the sponsors who support the podcast. The whole reason we do these ads is because it keeps the podcast going. So if you've ever thought about advertising your business on the podcast, you can reach out to me. Or you can support the podcast through our Patreon, which is at patreon.com/slash good advice. And of course, if you're supporting that way, you're actually going to be able to skip the ad and go straight to Uh, our conversation today and hey by the way we have been recording for five years now almost 400 episodes well almost 400 numbered episodes we're actually over 400 episodes and if you like the podcast leave us a review give us a google review you can just google good advice nwa leave us a review i'd so appreciate it keeps the podcast going other than that here's a quick ad we'll be right back to talk about this crazy landlord that you might have heard about We talk to all sorts of business owners on the podcast, and one of the most common trends is business owners who just, for whatever reason, didn't fit in the corporate environment. A lot of entrepreneurs are seeking something. They're seeking an answer, and they're trying to figure out the simple question of, how do I fit in the world? And more importantly, is there a way to make a living that doesn't involve the traditional nine-to-five job? One of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to entrepreneurs is, hey, you've got to learn about who you are, what drives you, your motivation. That's why I want to tell you about this book, Your Turning Point, 33 Questions for Transformation. I love the impact I've been able to make through Good Advice and the Good Advice podcast, but that would not have been doable without taking an honest assessment of who I was today and who I wanted to be tomorrow. Go to the website, the33questions.com, and get yourself a copy of Your Turning Point by Stephen J. Blank. And let's continue on this road for transformation together. Again, the website is the33questions.com, where you can buy your book today. So, I'm not sure when you're listening to this episode. Maybe it's, you know, the episode just dropped and you are checking out. It right after the fact, or maybe, you know, you're a crawler of the podcast list and you're checking this episode out uh, quite a bit of time after it's actually gone live, regardless of what the case is. uh, I want to talk about some current events some things that have been happening that has brought me to today's episode. Now, some people have asked me in the past, you know, how do you come up with your topics? What do you talk about? And usually it's things that I see on the internet that I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Um, One of these things that I've talked about in the past is, for example, Zoom. Zoom, there was a headline about Zoom having their entire team come back to work, or rather, excuse me, come back to the office. they were already working. And I thought this was pretty interesting, considering Zoom literally built its brand basically overnight by uh, being the go-to software for companies that had to be remote. And here is now that company saying it's not working. It's not an effective solution. You got to be in the office. Uh, I can't think of the worst thing for a company to have to say uh, publicly. And if I am a zoom salesperson, I'm probably sweating. So these different headlines, I I, I come across these different headlines that I think are pretty interesting, but I want to talk about one that, that popped up this week. I'm recording this episode the reason I mentioned the date being important which I typically don't do is because we are about a week in uh maybe about 10 days in to this Israeli uh Israel Palestine conflict uh with Hamas um this terrorist organization that uh attacked Israel and now there's been a back and forth uh, I'm not going to get into any of the politics of it by the way um which I, all I will say about it is I think it's very interesting how deeply complicated uh, all of this is, and yet it's so funny to me. The world, i don't know if this is the first time that we've experienced something like this in the TikTok age. I say that in the sense of like we are living in a hyper social mediaized world right now, and I think it's fascinating seeing people who are doing these videos on uh, honestly, like here's, here's what's really happening. Here's the history. And, and it's, and it's, by the way, this isn't to like begrudge anyone from wanting to offer an opinion or offer a worldview. I just think it, this is so us, the world we live in that in a world that is dictated by our camera phone, but the camera on our phone, why wouldn't I have a take? Why wouldn't I have something to say? Um, and you know what, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just too, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if someone was to ask me like, Hey, what's, what's your take on the Israel Hamas situation? I would be like, who the heck do you think I am? Like, I I don't have any take. I have no clue what's going on. (laughs) I'm clue. I am a 30 something year old who has no idea. Who's never really looked into any of this stuff. So of course I have no idea now Someone who's been like an expert offering their opinion, I'm fine with that, but I just think it's interesting. I think it's kind of funny people just jumping in with their take. Um, all that to say, we're not talking about that today. I want, I do want to talk about, um, the first day one of that conflict. As you may know, there was a festival, like a, um, concert series. I, th- I think they actually described it as a musical, f- music festival that had hundreds of people at it and Hamas, uh, attacked it. Killed a bunch of people, um, took uh, a bunch of people hostage as well. Well, of one of the Israeli women who was taken hostage, she was then unable to pay her rent. Why was she unable to pay her rent? Because she was being held hostage by a terrorist organization. So let's just pause the podcast conversation for a second here and ask yourself if you were in the shoes of this landlord and let's just go ahead and take away the conversation point of the quality of tenant that this person is because it ultimately doesn't matter and the reason it doesn't matter is because um it, there's a PR piece to this which we're actually experiencing and then there's a human side to it the PR side of it is no matter what no matter what the situation actually is you have to think about how your business is going to come across to the outside perspective, and it—I mean, literally—you are one bad interaction away from something about your business going viral. Your business having to, you know, delete your business profile because you're getting spam with one-star reviews. Like, I, I am at least very co- cognizant of that myself. Of you know, I—I—I don't—I—I I share what I share with the understanding it's the risk that i'm taking that you know hey it might it might frustrate someone and hopefully you know hopefully it doesn't like ruin me long term right but typically obviously these stories are like usually pretty awful people who are doing pretty awful things for their customers but ignoring the pr piece to it let's talk about the human piece to it you have you have a tenant who can't they they are being held hostage this is probably the scariest Worst experience of your entire life to be in the situation. Uh, The the Israeli woman, the hostage, excuse me. As a landlord, what's the right thing to do? What should you do? Now, I'm going to assume that most of us are probably on the same page. Uh, Now, if it was me personally, I would probably just forget the rent. I'd be like, hey, you know what? This month's on me take care of yourself, figure it out, whatever. You know, I'm going to put this money towards helping this person get back safely. I guess what this landlord actually did was this landlord basically said to the, um, woman's boyfriend basically said, I don't care what the situation is. You need to pay your rent, uh, whether you need. And I think actually let's find like what actually, um, Uh, the boyfriend said, you know, here's what's happening. Um, the landlord then said, let me make it clear to you. You have an obligation for the rent for 2,500 shekels, which was about 630 us dollars. Um, you can talk to her parents about vacating the room, um, blah, 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 blah. Bottom line, it, it has to be paid. So think about for a second, the missed opportunity to show empathy here. And, and sometimes I find myself like on these podcast episodes, like talking about a concept that I feel like is so obvious. And yet I come across a story like this that just blows my mind. It's funny to me how often we talk about the simple things on this podcast that people are not doing. I've told a story before about the guy who he sold a protein powder and one of his customers asked for extra scoopers. And the guy I was talking to was like, I feel like my customer is taking advantage of me. And I was like, really? Like, this is really what you think? So all this to say, you know, it's less about even showing empathy. Like whenever a customer works with me, I have a mentality of, okay, how do I continuously week after week, wow, this person, how do I wow this person? and Or more importantly, how do I make this person feel like they are my only customer? Like, how do I feel like, or maybe that's not the right way to put it. How do I make them feel like they are customer priority number one, right? And what I'm doing is I'm curating a customer experience. I don't always do a great job at it, but I'm curating a customer experience so that this person is a long-term buyer, and even if what I'm providing is a one-time solution, I want them to think of me when they have a problem later down the road, or I want them to be the biggest freaking fan of my business, that they're going to scream from the rooftops for their friends, family, fellow business owners, colleagues, whatever, for them to hire me. Like That is what I'm thinking about. and And on one hand, this is just simply the right thing to do. I think when someone pays me their dollar, I have an obligation to do right by them and to give them what they paid for. But two, this is just smart business. Why would I kill myself working month after month, trying to get that next sale when I already have the sale? Why would I be looking for the next customer when I already have the customer? Does this make sense? So, when we talk about building your raving fans, this is the concept. We're talking about a curative, a curated experience that causes someone to want to buy from you again and again. And this is different. The context is different, I think, for every business in some ways. But on the other hand, I think it's, I think there's just some very simple things you can be doing. Thank you cards, for example, are, you know, it's like, oh, it's old fashioned. It's, I don't have time for that. And yet a thank you card in a fully digital world could totally rock your customer's world. Does this make sense? So we have this person, this landlord, who's like, I don't care what the problem is. You know, I don't care what's going on. You know, pay me, pay me my money. And I'm thinking like, you, like, surely you understand that in the short term, if you evict this person in the short term, You're not going to get money in your pocket in the short term. You're losing the money either way. So it it works to your benefit then to try to make sure that this customer is is okay well enough to actually pay their rent. And I think this is one of the problems I've seen in businesses as a whole is an inability to see past the current day. It's an inability to think long-term and understand what they will be doing. Perfect example. I'll talk to someone who is really struggling with their business. I'll say, Hey, well, what's your plan for that? That's, that's a tomorrow's problem, man. I have no idea. And I'm thinking like, well, we're talking about the future of your business, talking about the future of your company, right? But what I've found is that many people are so stuck in the current day to day that they can't see where they want to take their business six months from now, one year from now, two years from now. And it's hard because you're in it, like you're literally in it. So anyway, uh, this is actually a shorter episode today. Like I, it's one of those episodes where I'm like, I think I've just said everything I wanted to say. You know, I <laughs> I read this headline and I was like, hey, if your customers get kidnapped by terrorists, don't be a douchebag, I guess. <laughs> you know, don't be don't be that guy, you know, show a little empathy. I've always thought I'd be like the boss, by the way. And like, I don't know if I'll ever make enough money to be able to do this, but I've always thought I'd be the boss where if one of my employees went through a crisis that I could just be like, Hey, take time off. Just come back whenever you want. Like just come back whenever you're ready within reason, right? Like if you disappear for three years, I'm probably gonna be like, Hey, do you work here anymore? Or, (laughs) but I've just always thought, I don't know. I just think when we talk about real impact, like there's an opportunity for empathy to like really, shape and mold your impact on people. And I, I don't know. I've just always thought, man, it'd be awesome to be the boss, to be like, Hey, yeah, don't worry about it. You're taken care of, you know, go to And I, and by the way, I know there's some local businesses that that's what they've done as, um, I had a friend of mine, uh, Onyx coffee, uh, a friend of mine worked for Onyx coffee. She got diagnosed with a brain tumor and she had to have an emergency surgery. Um, fortunately recovered. But through that whole process, Onyx was like, Hey, you're good. <laughs> don't worry about it like seriously um not only is the coffee delicious but i've just always really admired that about onyx um since then so onyx if you're listening please sponsor the podcast by the way (laughs) so anyhow i'm getting to the point of just rambling now uh take care of your people take care of your customers focus on wowing them show some empathy um i I guess I'll, i'll end with this brian sexton he has an amazing podcast in his own right. He's an incredible salesperson. He's come on the podcast a multitude of times. I've always loved what he has said. He said it on my podcast. Too many salespeople they they make the sale and then they develop the relationship enough so that, or excuse me, excuse me, I'm saying it backwards. Uh, <laughs> too many salespeople they nurture the relationship so that they can make the sale, and then when the sale is made, they move on. Not enough people make the sale and then they curate and they develop and they invest and they continue to pour into their customer. And when you do it that way, it becomes pretty easy to get your next customer. So, Uh, All that to say uh, a shorter episode today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Uh, Stay tuned. You're going to be seeing uh, our top 10 most downloaded episodes on the show uh, in the next several weeks, which I'm very excited to share. And uh, that's been today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.